0: Seven Ben, shite sized chunks. I know you're a happy married man, Ben. I am. And you've been in a relationship for a very long time? Yeah. Um, have you ever been stood up? Not in that sense, not by Not by a lady. <laughs> or okay. a man, before you start. <laughs> um, animal? <laughs> no, it was a group of friends once. Well, that's horrible. Mm, it wasn't intentional. What do you mean it wasn't intentional? I was accidentally stood up. How, do, how are you I think you've told yourself this over the years no it was an accident they, they didn't they didn't just leave me that's what I've come to believe <laughs> so um, what happened a group of us were going to go and see the third Austin Powers film I think it's called Member. oh yeah and we had these plans to meet uh, something happened with them they got sidetracked Forgot to tell me. (laughs) Good film. (laughs) uh, You went to see it? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. I did a couple of things once when, uh, when I was younger when we'd arranged to meet, and I'd got the wrong day or the wrong time. Mm. or they had, it happened more than once. I think as teenagers, you don't really take it all in, dear. No. If someone says to you, uh, 11 o'clock Saturday, you, oh, yeah, yeah. You don't check which Saturday. No, no, because no, I've done that a couple of times in my teens. Every, sa- I mean, basically every Saturday I would meet up with somebody, but then sometimes it would be the wrong person I was expecting. And, oh, I don't know, it was all very complicated. <laughs> it was like, what are you doing here? Well, we're meeting, are we? <laughs> it's hard growing up, isn't it? Oh, it in its um, Well, when it comes to trying to find love... Ben. Uh, Some people go that extra mile. I don't know if you saw this wonderful thing uh, this week with a man who'd struck up an internet relationship with a a woman in China. I think he was from Holland. So he decided he was just on a whim going to go and see her. Okay. That's quite romantic. So uh, he sent her a a picture of the ticket. So she knew he was coming. Okay. Uh, He got to the airport. She wasn't there. She wasn't there. But he thought, well, maybe she's running a bit late. Mm-hmm. You know, so he waited a little while. Now, what would be the appropriate amount of time to wait? I think I think after three hours, you've, three hours. you've got to start wondering if if you've been stood up. Okay, three hours, because that's quite a long time, isn't it? Well, if they weren't meeting at an airport, that window would be a lot smaller. But things can go wrong at airports, mm-hmm. people can get delayed. Well, you waited ten days. Ten days? Ten days, she didn't turn up. She weren't having any of it. (laughs) He basically lived in the airport for 10 days. Eventually, he uh, he had to be taken away because uh, basically he made himself unwell. He was dehydrated, (laughs) he was exhausted, he was um, mentally disturbed, I believe. Oh, was it it a scam then? No, I think basically she was... uh, She wasn't really that seriously into him. You know, I mean, there were friends online, a little bit of chatting here and there, maybe maybe some other things. I don't know. It doesn't say. (laughs) I mean, the internet's a weird place. But um, basically, I don't think she was really that interested. She does say that she thought the whole thing was a joke when uh, she received the picture of the ticket. She thought, well, he's not really going to come. But I don't think she was really that interested. It sounds like she's made quite a wise choice. I mean, you've got to give it to her, though. Ten days. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got stickability. I mean, three hours. You said yeah. he's exceeded that by quite some mile. <laughs> so have you been made to wait for for a very long time by someone you are expecting? Yes. Not not being stood up though. That that's happened. I was I was hoping she was coming. It was my 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 now wife. Yeah. At the time before we were married, uh, I was on holiday in America, and she was supposed to be flying out to join me. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I was watching the board. Yeah. Her flight arrived. About half an hour went by. I'm standing at the arrival (laughs) gate, waiting. Everyone else is gone. Oh, long gone. He's still holding a little placard. No. With a name on. No, I was hoping I'd recognise her. okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it must must have been approaching the two-hour mark by the time she eventually came through. What had happened? What had happened was um, she had been flagged as a security risk. Uh, really, an international security risk. Wow! Well, she didn't have the old rubber glove treatment, did she? <laughs> no, fortunately not. <laughs> um, what happened was uh, they they'd seen my wife with her uh, ponytail and little pink trilby ha- traveller's hat coming through the gate. Well, that would that would be frightening. And they they thought, oh, terrorist. <laughs> so, <laughs> So she had been pulled into some side room for about 90 minutes and interrogated, saying, well, why are you flying to the United States on your own? Oh, meeting people, are you? Oh, very suspicious. Wow. Yeah, and they gave her the the right third degree and eventually decided that she wasn't, you know, a a wanted terrorist or a fugitive (laughs) and let her through the gates. I remember once talking to some friends when I was in America, and uh, they had another group of friends who were over there for a wedding. So we all met up and we we're all mingling. And uh, one of the girls, uh, she's, she's British, but her family from India originally. And she said when she came over for the wedding, because of the way she looked, they really, really laid it on thick with her and said, well, why are you coming? She said, well, I'm coming for a wedding. They went, oh, I suppose you're going to be here to, uh, to spit the wedding up, are you? To stop it? What? She said, no. No, I'm here as a guest for the wedding. She said, are you sure? Are you sure you're not here to, to ruin the wedding? So we'll leave it alone. <laughs> She's here as a guest, for God's sake. How was she dressed? I mean, there's a level of paranoia, isn't there? There's yeah. a level of stupidity. Well, it sounds like maybe the guy who was doing the security checks, maybe he'd been a man, you know, scorned at some point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because he wouldn't let it go, apparently. <laughs> He's been a jilted lover at some point in his time. Yeah, uh, and probably uh, a woman from Britain, possibly, yeah. <laughs> of, uh, of Indian heritage, you know, came in and stopped it. <laughs> it he must have had that in his mind. I, I must admit, when, you know when you watch all those programmes, you know, airport security and all that stuff? Mm. The number of people that sort of arrive somewhere expecting to be met by somebody, and they're not there. So you know, sad, isn't it? And they've got something in their luggage that they probably shouldn't have. I was watching one the other day, and they had, they had thousands and thousands of cigarettes in their luggage. I think you're only allowed like 200 per person, aren't you? Yeah, they had something like 18,000 each. <laughs> and, uh, and they were supposed to be meeting someone. And, uh, y- you know, they're interviewing them. And they're saying, so who are you meeting? And they go, well, I don't know. I don't know his name, Joe Camel. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're saying things to, to them like, a, well, I mean, do you have a receipt for these cigarettes? no, 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 I didn't keep the receipt. I threw it away. Well, how much did you spend on them? About 9,000 euros. Ooh. Oh, oh, well, you didn't keep a receipt. She said, no, I didn't think about it. And it was brilliant because they went through her purse and she kept a lot of receipts for sort of drinks. <laughs> and they sort of said to her, well, you, you know, you've got a receipt here for a bottle of water for one euro. You keep that and you, you don't keep a receipt for 9,000 euros spent just a few hours ago. Mm. I think you have to question people's uh, intelligence. You do. The thing about being in airports, though, I've only ever been pulled over once by um, sort of airport security and customs and all that and uh i hated it because your, your first your first fear is the rubber glove isn't it yeah i mean that's that's every everybody's fear i think and to be honest it's one of those things that almost puts me off flying because i don't want to risk it <laughs> You know what I mean? and i went to i went to malta once and i'm, I'm just walking through and i'm thinking oh, everything's all right and uh i hadn't heard the guy call me and my mate over so so, I'm sort of still walking through and he comes racing after me and he says I stopped you I said oh sorry I didn't hear and of course that didn't go down well then because he, he just treated me with suspicion Ooh. for the rest of the time all I'm thinking is oh god he's going to get out a tube of lube in a minute <laughs> this isn't going to end well can you touch your toes? well I, I could then <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what it's one of those things we're in an airport I, I feel guilty anyway going through customs even if I've got everything as it should be mm-hmm. i still feel guilty i did tell you about the time i was go- again going through america i think it was the same trip actually but on the way home and i it was a smoker at the time and i got a terrible habit of not giving people back their lighters i'd say oh sorry have you got a lighter oh. mate and I, I i just accumulate them and i was stopped trying to go through american security with 6 cigarette lighters on me <gasps> Ben, as well as the badly packed board game with a ticking timer in it, which oh, well I set up, done. yeah, I mean, it was a disaster. That yeah, trip. It sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> Mind you, I think people have to be aware of that. I mean, let's face it. That's just. Stupid. That was stupid. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was I was going to America, and I was at Heathrow, and uh, I didn't realise that you had to go through the whole search thing twice. Once when you first get to the airport, initially, once you've checked in, and then secondly at the gate, I yeah. had to do it all again. And there was this, this sort of quite posh woman there, and she had some um, nail clippers in her hand luggage, and they said to you know you're not allowed those. And she, she was going to go, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe you're taking these away from me. And I thought, look, I know they're only nail clippers, yeah. but you know the rules now. Uh, fair you enough. Know, in a post-9-11 world, you know the fucking rules. <laughs> rules are rules, but how much damage could you do with nail clippers, really? Well, I don't know. I mean, I reckon you could do some damage with them. Like, they're quite sharp, aren't they? hmm but you I mean, to put your fingers into them before No, I don't sharp. think they were like those. They were like the, the kind of scissory type. Oh, fair enough. You know, so they, had, uh, they had sharp edges. Oh, okay. So I think you could do a bit of damage. Although, can I just say the one thing uh, about that whole post-9-11 thing, which I find really frustrating, is uh, not giving you metal cutlery. On the airport meal, because I was on one once, and they, they gave us some sort, I think it was a bit of steak or something, or, and you couldn't fucking do anything with it. I mean, when you look back at history, 9-11 really has been an inconvenience, hasn't it? I mean- for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> for all of us. Anyway, going back to being uh, made to wait for things. Yeah. Uh, I, once, um, I was going out with a, with a girl once, and um, I'd been late. We went to, to meet up for a drink once, and, and I'd been a bit late. And I don't think she was very happy, although she didn't say anything at the time. But then the next time we met, I made sure I was early. We were meeting at the station, and then the time was ticking on. I'm thinking, where the fuck is she? <laughs> you know, but I thought I can't, I can't get too annoyed because uh, I was late last time, so fair enough. But then I saw her sitting in her brother's car, just waiting, and I just thought, how long is she going to sit there and wait? She can clearly see me, right? I'm standing outside the station. She can see me, and and she's just sitting there, and I was sitting there thinking, how long is it? And to be honest it was one of the last times we met (laughs) so what happened I didn't broach the subject I just just kept it in the back of my mind I thought that was all a bit weird so hang on I got to I I don't understand this you arranged to meet a girl yeah at what was it a train station a train station yeah and you were late the first time yeah the second time you went together she could see you standing outside the station yeah sitting in a car yeah you could see her sitting there yeah and neither of you did anything no for how long oh I don't know about half hour Why? (laughs) I don't know. And you didn't even mention it? No. You didn't go over to her and say, knock, knock, wind the window down, (laughs) hello? No, I didn't, because you know what it's like in the early days of a relationship. You don't want to sort of rock the boat too much. Although we'd been going out about four or five months by then. What? (laughs) This gets older (laughs) and older. (laughs) But it was, I don't know. We were young and it was, I don't know. We didn't really know how to to talk about those sort of things. Okay, well. Something weird's going on here. Well, yeah, something, it something is weird going on. <laughs> but I, I remember getting quite annoyed. I remember getting quite annoyed thinking, Dude, you're just sitting in the car. I don't understand. If you're paying me back for being late last time, then fair enough. At but, least hide around the corner. Yeah, don't, <laughs> I mean, don't sit there in plain sight. It's ridiculous. The other time I sat waiting for someone was uh, I went on holiday once and um, I was with my mate and he said, oh, I'm going to go back to the hotel. And uh, so I have a shower and stuff for the evening. And I said, All right, well, I'm going to sit by the I'm, well, I was sitting by the sea. I was having a great time. I'm going to stay here. And I thought he said, OK, well, I'll come back down and, and meet you in a bit. He thought he said, <laughs> Oh, will you come back to the hotel in about half hour and have a beer before we go out? Yeah. Now, I don't know how he thinks he said that. Because he didn't say that. So I'm sitting there, right, I'm about half hour, hour, hour and a half. I'm just fucking sitting there. And I'm thinking, Jesus, what the fuck's he doing? I mean, we're in a tiny little holiday resort area. It's not like he needs to scrub himself up this much. Now, surely it's more likely that you misheard him rather than he just said completely the wrong sentence. Well, That's possibly, not very likely, is it? Possibly, because this is in the days before we had mobile phones as well. Or I certainly didn't have one. And eventually he came walking down... And he said, where were you? I said, where were you? <laughs> he said, well, I was waiting for you back at the hotel in the bar. And I said, well, I was waiting for you here. You said to me wait here. And he went, no, I didn't. Oh. And even to this day, this is about, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, even to this day, we cannot agree on who said what, and he still thinks it was my fault. I'm on his side. Well, I st- I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it, because I've always prided myself on my ability to hear. Mm. So, you know, it's one of those things in life, I think, yeah, no, I can hear. I can hear properly. <laughs> well done. Uh, just finally, just talking about um, this man who went to China and just, did, he obviously did it for love, didn't he? Mm. You know, he was, he, he, he thought he'd found a, a victim. life partner. <laughs> <laughs> um What's the weirdest thing that you might have done for love for your yeah, for your lady, or to prove your love, or to show your love? You put me on the spot. Long, bro. long silence. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not one of those people who do the big, big, big romantic gestures like. I don't know, write a message in the sand and huge letters or anything. I don't know. No, not even big, big piles of shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've seen this, right? People have, have done huge bits of writing in uh, in animal feces. How is that in any way romantic? Should I don't you, really doing Nothing is more romantic than scrawling shit on a wall. I mean, maybe for a, a farmer. Fair enough. But no, I've seen I've seen a couple of stories over the last few years of that sort of thing. I'm sure there was one once where he put, uh, using cow pats, made a huge heart on a hill, and then took her to, you know, said, oh, oh it's for you, and then proposed. Mm, I hope you said no. It's better than the other way around, though, if you've been jilted. And I read this once, that a man had been jilted, and to get his back on her, he uh, went to her flat, did a big shit in the lift and then also uh, smeared a lot of that shit over her front door. You see, that's not normal behaviour, is it? No, that's a bit much. I mean, none of us like to be dumped. I think she proved a point, didn't she? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I'll tell you the weirdest thing I think I've ever heard is, is people that um, just push the boat a little bit too far. There was a man who uh, wanted to propose to his wife, or his, his girlfriend at the time, and wanted to make it clear to her that um, really... Life without him wouldn't be worth living. So I arranged to meet her somewhere. And um, as she arrived, all, what was unfolding in front of her was a desperate scene of a terrible car accident and her boyfriend laying there, presumably dead, on the floor. And then her being told that, yes, he's been killed in this My God. terrible accident. He then jumps up and proposes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a mind fuck. <laughs> he actually he he got scriptwriters, stuntmen, uh, makeup artists. He got the whole thing to stage this elaborate thing. She said yes. I wouldn't. Would you? It was probably in shock. The poor girl. If I if I was with a, with someone and they uh, they did that and you know she's lying there supposedly dead on the floor and then jumped up and said, "Will you marry me?" I go, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spending time with a nutter, <laughs> are you? <laughs> um, the other, I, there's one other thing I remember, actually. This was a story once. that uh, This was someone who, who wanted to, uh, to try and woo a girl. And he, he couldn't quite get there. You know, he, he kept talking to her, but it wasn't really working. So in his, I think it was a teenager. So in his teenage mind, he thought, um, what can I do? I need her to sort of have sympathy for me somehow, to, to kind of feel sorry for me. So he got his friend to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? Um, no. Oh. No. Uh, I think he got his friend shot him in the leg. In the and, leg. Uh, and of course he ended up in hospital with a bullet wound. And um, his whole premise was to get her to feel sorry for him. I think she just said to him, um, not interested, you're a stupid dick. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it for Slows Sh- so Jokes this week. Don't forget to get in touch with us anytime time on Twitter. At Trevor Ben. And join us for live show every Sunday morning, 9 to 11 on CroydonRadio.com. Trevor and Ben's Shite-Sized Chunks. Chunks.